Hey everybody, David here, aka DJM. Thanks so much for listening to this and all the other Delta Juliet Mike podcasts. And remember, if you have any problems finding this in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Music Podcasts, or wherever, if you can't find it by name, search my name, David Majors. Thanks again for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. The fighting pride of DeltaJulietMike.com. I'm David Major. Some of you out there might call me by my initials DJM. And if you're listening to the most recent episode of It's in Season, you'll know that my middle name is now Justice. But you can still call me DJM. Uh, my regular co-host, Jack D. Tyler D. Count Jack Noir, is having some internet issues. But uh, Jack will be back uh, for the next episode. And uh, joining me today on the, the old APOS is your friend and mine, host of Manga Mavericks, the Manga Corner, and uh, all sorts of things about Gintama, the one and only Colton Solem. What's up, Colton? Thanks for coming on. Man, I'm on the show again? How did that happen? Um, well, see, what happened was, uh, see, I'm still a little apprehensive about trying to get guests, because, you know, this this show still is kind of new. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just trying to trying to get better, try, trying to get the reps in before we start throwing out feelers to see who might want to join in on the, the APOS shenanigans. But thank you again, Colton. Uh, we've got quite a bit to talk about, actually. There's, there's all sorts of news <clears throat> about the Japanese cartoons. So uh, let's just jump in with probably the, the big news from the, the biggest show out there right now, Colton. Um, yes, Virginia, Attack on Titan Season 2 is still a thing, and it's still gonna happen in Spring 2017. Uh, the, the news came out uh, a couple of weeks ago that yes, it's still happening, it's still being worked on, and it is not the Half-Life 3 of anime. <laughs> uh, Colton? Yeah? Attack on Titan. It was a pretty big deal. It's still uh... a pretty big deal. Yeah, surprisingly, it's still a pretty uh, pretty big deal. A lot of people love it. Yeah, and, it's it's, uh, it's it's still at hot topic too. It is, it is, it, and it's it's still all over the convention scene too. Um, and it's good to see that there's still some buzz. But Colton, I gotta ask you, Attack on Titan premiered in 2013. Has it been that long already? <laughs> yeah, and by the time. <laughs> This season, we hope, debuts, it will be four years in the making. Mm. Is it even possible to live up to that amount of time and hype? Is it even possible? I don't know. I mean, I I think if people are still wanting it at this point, I think it's going to do... I think it's going to do well enough. I mean, um, we kind of talked a little bit about this on um, on the latest episode of uh, Manga Mavericks over on uh, AllComic.com. And uh, me and my co-host Sid were kind of discussing how it might actually end up being a good thing that Season 2 came out later than sooner. Because Attack on Titan, um, if I remember correctly, uh, runs in a, a monthly pu- uh, publication. So that means about 12 to 11 chapters a year of material. So um, I'm kind of glad maybe I'm kind of glad they kind of gave it some time to kind of rest so that, you know, the more time I I guess, I guess it's, it's good. Like the more time they, uh, they give this production, I think the more material they'll end up uh, having to work with. And maybe we won't have the same kind of pacing issues we kind of did in the first half of the first season. I know a lot of people, uh, weren't very happy about some of that stuff but uh i don't know i'm i'm hoping it'll i'm hoping because of how long it took uh for them to 
you know, finally, uh, you know, premiere this thing, I'm, I'm hoping maybe, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping it'll, uh, turn out better because of it, essentially. You know, that's, that's a great outlook to have. Personally, I'm, I'm not <clears throat> so sure, uh, given how complicated the anime industry can be. That's uh, true. I'm not surprised by the delays. Uh, what I'm surprised by is, that we haven't heard about the reason behind the delays. And that makes me think that the reasoning may not be so... What's the word I'm looking for? So altruistic. Like, for, for example, uh, I'll, I'll make a video game comparison. Uh-huh. Uh, Tekken 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing with Tekken 7 is that Namco and Katsuhiro Harada... Uh, has specifically, explicitly said that it won't be out until next year, but they've been working on the game for about two and a half, coming up on three years. But at E, but at E3, the thing they showed was that it is going to be a very, very, very in-depth story mode with Mm. Akuma from Street Fighter as the main character. Oh wow! And once that trailer debuted at E3, Tekken fans everywhere were like, oh, well, okay, now we actually see why you're taking so much time, because you're actually putting in a lot of work into this game. They're using the Unreal Engine, they're working on the netcode, they're doing arcade testing all over the planet, they're getting feedback from pro players in the tournament scene, just to make sure that when the game is ready for release next year, it is as complete as can possibly be. Hmm. Whereas on the other hand, Street Fighter V, it was released very bare bones. It had the arcade mode, and it had the online mode, and it had the versus mode. And the DLC, which everyone loves... Uh, only just started coming out with new characters and everything else. And the story mode only just came out like a week ago from us recording this. And that's, that's really interesting. A lot of people were not happy with Street Fighter V being <laughs> released at the full $60 price tag when, for all intents and purposes, it was kind of maybe not even three-quarter finished. Yeah, that that's that's unfortunate. And and that's kind of what I worry about with Attack on Titan. It makes me think that they're having a lot of snags and production delays as opposed to putting in a lot of meticulous effort. Because one thing that most anime isn't known for is time and meticulous effort. But, yeah. but I'm hoping I'm hoping a show like Attack on Titan, as big as it is... Uh, take, takes that seriously and really is taking the time to make it the best that it can be. You know, something, I wonder if, um, I wonder if Cabinary of the Iron Fortress has anything to do with it, because I believe that's by the same studio. Uh, it is. It is by the same studio. Uh, possibly. Uh, hmm. I did consider that. Um, I don't think that Cabinary, uh, in terms of animation quality and, and overall composition as an overall product, uh, is pr- quite on the level as Attack on Titan uh, should be, in my opinion, at this point. But mm. it was a really well done show. It that- like I, I think that that was probably the best thing about that show was ha- was the production value of that show because there were some beautiful shots in that show, and, and, and like, the, the music was- as well. Oh, the music's great too. But that, yeah, that was that. one thing about Cabinary that I always pointed out was just how well done the music was as well, along with the animation. I wouldn't be surprised if um, if whoever was uh, responsible for the soundtrack for Cabinary was also uh, responsible for Attack on Titan. I like I I I'm pretty sure the soundtrack for Cabinary was also composed by Hiro, uh, Hiroyuki Sawano, who uh, I know is. Probably one of my favorite anime uh, soundtrack composers. He's done a lot of soundtracks for a lot of stuff. Um, well, but, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, other than like how good Cabinary looked, I, I was sort of lukewarm on it. It was just kind of okay. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it too. But it seems to have been successful. And again, that's 
another successful anime that this director and the studio have under their belts, which just adds even more expectation to the next season of Attack on Titan. Yeah, which, no kidding. Man, how are they going to measure up? I mean, I don't know. David, are you... Uh, I forget. How, uh, how, how do you feel about Attack on Titan overall? I liked it. I really did. Um, I, yeah. I, I really can't say anything bad about it. Um, I felt that maybe sometimes some of the characters were a little too wooden. Uh, yeah, but gen- I generally that that was my biggest gripe about the show. Um, I think I, I really, and I'm, I know I'm in the minority on this one. I am a big fan of Aaron Yeager as a protagonist. Mm-hmm. I, I like quite a few of the characters despite some of them needing a little more energy but overall as a story i felt the first season of attack on titan was a very good first season uh, yeah, and, yeah. and i emphasize that i feel like this is a show that would need another maybe even two more seasons to really tell the story that it needs to tell because yeah. it can't end with season two. No, no, totally not. Um, yeah, personally, I, I remember, um, I remember trying to watch Attack on Titan when it was first simulcasting on Crunchyroll, and I just, I got kind of tired of watching it weekly. But somehow, I, I end, I ended up uh, watching all of its run on Toonami dubbed. I, I think I might just prefer it. I prefer watching it in English, um, for whatever reason. But yeah, I, I, I like the show overall. But I think I agree with you in the sense of I I feel like I'm a lot more interested in the world and the mystery behind the Titans and their origins than I am in any of the characters, um, which usually I usually what I look forward to in a show is like I, I like a lot more character driven stuff. So if I don't care about the characters, I usually can't find myself caring about what's going on. But Attack on Titans kind of one of the few exceptions where I'm actually interested in the world and I kind of want to know what's going on. So, you know, I'm, I like attack on Titan enough to where I'll probably watch the second season, but strangely enough, like I don't like it enough to like, you know, go out and find the manga and try to catch up on the rest of it. I I think they, I think it did a really good job with world building that I will agree with you on Mm -hmm. because more than it being an action show, it is also a mystery because exactly. we still really don't know what happened. And that's, that's good storytelling. That's, that's another part of why there needs to be a season two or maybe even in my opinion, a season three and season four. Yeah. The, uh, the, the world, the world is interesting enough to keep your attention and keep your interest. Um, but Colton, uh, moving on to a show that has probably had more than enough seasons to build not just a world, not just a universe, but multiple universes. Uh-huh. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, it, it has a manga release uh, that is going along with the anime, uh, and yep. it has been picked up by Viz. Now, uh, are, are you are you going to check this out, Colton? Um, Check out the manga in particular? Yeah, uh, w- would you check it out? Uh, have you been checking out Dragon Ball Super? I mean, we, we talked about it last time on APOS. Uh, yes, I yes. haven't checked out much of Super yet, but, uh, how, how have you felt? And, uh, have you caught the manga at all, or are you gonna check it out? Um, well, I, 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 I tried watching the anime weekly until I realized, oh, this is gonna be a retelling of Battle of Gods. I think I'm just gonna duck out of this for now. <laughs> Um, so I've been, I've been watching Super, but I've kind of been waiting until, um, whatever arc it's in finishes up so I can kind of marathon it. Cause I like, you know, forget the fact that I have a problem with Toei animation and I don't really care for a lot of their animated products, honestly, or at least their adaptations, um, especially One Piece, so don't get me started. Um, I, I've, I've been kind of, like I said, I've been watching Dragon Ball Super kind of in chunks, so I've, I've pretty it? much, How I, well, <clears throat> I mean, first off, you know, if you've already watched Battle of Gods, you, you don't really need to watch like the first 19 episodes, I believe it is. The Resurrection F uh, 
story arc retelling whatever i thought was it was kind of, that was a little more interesting in that uh they they had a little more um extra material in there like i believe um now without giving away too much uh there th- there are aspects of the arc where like um what's his name where you get uh a little more time to spend with some of uh some of the people trying to revive frieza, frieza such as uh, tamago who ends up getting uh what was it he ends up getting possessed by uh ginyu he comes back in the story somehow and i thought that some of that stuff was kind of a neat addition that kind of kept things fresh and not make me feel like oh man i could just watch resurrection f right now i don't need to be watching this um animation got pretty bad and pretty lackluster in like the last five episodes when it came to like the actual frieza versus goku fight um but other than that i I thought it was okay um they don't really start getting into new new material until about episode 30 something episode 29 episode 30 somewhere around there where they get into like the universe six stuff and uh, the tournament and whatnot and they start introducing new like gods of destruction and whatnot um just to name a few things that happen but um universe six was okay um as far as tournaments go it was just it was just kind of okay like i don't know i, I was kind of talking about this on manga mavericks too where um i actually kind of like a lot of the in-between stuff in between arcs because there are a lot of really good like one-shot stories and super and a lot of great uh character interactions and moments that i really really love um uh, maybe that, these will be I things like. that super. May, maybe these will think be things that are fleshed out more uh, in the manga, which is going to be on Viz. I, I uh, hope and, so. And I guess Viz is offering uh, up a lot more manga now. <clears throat> yeah, Viz has started doing this thing where they basically like revamped their website. They completely redesigned it. Um, and they actually merged, uh, their home website with their, uh, Viz manga website, which is where you used to be able to, like, buy their, uh, digital copies of manga and actually buy their weekly show to jump subscription. But they've kind of just merged those two together now, which to me is a little jarring. Cause like, I'm just, I personally, I don't like change. So, uh, I mean, it doesn't look bad by any means. It's just kind of, it's just going to take some getting used to, but yeah, they've, uh, They've started putting up some, like, free new manga up there. Um, a lot of it's a lot of, like, some of their popular stuff, like One Punch Man and um, Blue Exorcist, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, even. Um, Everybody drink! <laughs> and and that is kind of where they, um, that's that was when, you know, they kind of dropped the ball and they were like, oh, hey, look at this first free chapter of Dragon Ball Super! Um... I think at the time of this recording, you can read the first two chapters. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't. Um, what was I going to say? I haven't read the manga yet. Um, I, I was actually thinking that I would probably prefer reading the manga because Toei's pacing, even with like their original shows, is sort of a little lackluster. Um, Toei's just not good at pacing their shows. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so I don't know how it'll turn out, but I'm, I don't know. I I think it'll be okay. I mean, I don't know how much I'll enjoy it seeing as how I've kind of watched a lot of the anime already, but I think it'll, it'll at least, you know, look nicely drawn. I mean, it's, it's not being drawn by Toriyama himself, but it's being drawn by somebody who, who is able to capture his style very well. So now I, I want to ask you something just because you, you mentioned, uh, the website and, and change. Colton, how do you normally consume your manga content? Uh, because I, I've always imagined it because we're in the future and when I occasionally do read manga, uh, and when I had a tablet, uh, I am someone that has no problem reading manga or any kind of graphic novel on an iPad, on a tablet, whatever. It's just got to be, you know, reasonably sized. I'm not going to read it on my phone. Uh, how do you, how do you consume your manga generally, Colton? Um, it kind of really all depends on what I'm reading. Like, um, I guess if you're talking about from 
a standpoint of, you know, whether I like to read manga, like, physically, you know, through a book or, you know, on a device, like you were saying, um, I generally, like, I, I read a lot of, like, you know, obviously I, I read, uh, I'm a, I'm a subscriber to Viz's Weekly Show to Jump, um, for three years now at this point, I think. Um, I read a lot of that either on my, on my laptop or my phone, actually. Sometimes I'll get up and I'll get up pretty late in the day on a Monday just because I don't usually work on a Monday and be like, oh, hey, jumps out. I'll just kind of download it on my phone and just read manga in bed. It's the best. Um, but, um, yeah, usually I... But you don't have, like, an iPad or a tablet? You, you do um, it on your phone? Uh, I do not. Okay. Uh, I usually just kind of read whatever on my phone. Um, but just, normally... It just seems so tiny, especially for manga, you know? that That's true, yeah, but I mostly just use my phone because I just don't feel like getting up out of bed. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, hey, Colton's parents, Colton's friends out there... There's probably going to be a, a deal on on iPads or or Samsung tablets, you know. Just just saying, if if Colton has a birthday coming up or or an early <laughs> Christmas gift, you know, just trying to help you out, Colton. Uh, well, well, thank you. I, I I hope all my friends listen to your show then. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I read a lot of manga through on um on my phone or my laptop, but you know, I. I do prefer physical media, but I'm also getting to the point where I'm I'm dangerously running out of shelf space. So that's kind of a problem. <laughs> so I, I have to be a little more selective of what I buy nowadays. Um I, I hear you. Um that that is why I'm I'm really glad that we're we're living in the future and we don't yeah. have to worry about physical media as much as we used to. Uh I loved uh, consuming content on my tablet when I still have one and, uh, watching things and, and reading things on either my, my big TV with my PS4 app, uh, mm. or, or on my computer screen. I, I, I love that. And that, that's one of the big things why when I do, when I'm able to get another tablet, uh, that is that for me is how I'll consume graphic novels because I just think that's that's a fantastic way to do it. You've got a a decently sized screen, and, and oh, I yes. think if if Viz and and all of the others can really even go so far as to maybe make an app uh, for the purpose of of manga, uh, like places like Image Comics or Graphically have done. Uh, mm. I think that's really the way to go uh, for for people that are running out of shelf space. That is, yeah. Trust me, if I had all the money in the world, I would just I would buy a tablet and I would I would buy I would buy all my manga digitally. Um, though unfortunately, there are some things I'm collecting that aren't available digitally. Like um, I'm actually in the middle of trying to collect all of uh, GTO Great Teacher Onizuka. Mm. Th- that that's kind of hard because uh that was put out by Tokyo Pop and oh I, yeah so actually is Tokyo Pop I see I still see Tokyo Pop around are they still publishing stuff I don't really know uh, what they're doing they're from my understanding with Tokyo Pop is that they're still kind of publishing the properties they had mm, uh, at a ver- in a very cheap cost friendly manner I see. But I don't think they're trying to branch out at all. I see. Because I, I know they managed to bring out all of GTO. But unfortunately, at this point, I think it's all, it's all out of print. So I have to buy a lot of that secondhand. Yeah, so, so is Kino's, Kino's Journey, including the light novels. I, I kind of hope, hope maybe Viz picks it up or rescues it like they did with uh, Dead Man Wonderland. Because that used to be a Tokyo Pop title too, which I think they got like halfway through, and then they never finished it. So yeah, that was but, a but, really underrated show, Dead Man Wonderland. It, it got a tsunami run and everything. I thought it was surprisingly oh, good. That's one oh, of those dude, where I will I, say it was really underrated. Oh, dude, I I I love Dead Man Wonderland. That was I'm really glad they picked that to be a part of the original like first Adult Swim tsunami lineup because. Man, that was such a good show. I loved watching that week to week. Thank you. Um, I, I I really felt like I was alone on that one. I really did. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, I know, I, I think, um, I'm pretty sure that Viz has put out all 13 volumes of the manga at this point. And 
it's pretty it's pretty much ended at this point. So hey, David, if you ever want to buy Dead Man Wonderland, it's out there. I, I just might. Uh, but since we talked about Toonami, let, let's jump into another show that they just acquired, uh, another big one, recovering all the big shows. Yep. Uh, one, one Punch Man. The, the mighty, mighty, uber popular One Punch Man, uh, is gonna be on Toonami. Uh, because as I've said quite a few times, we're in the Silver Age, Colton. Uh, Attack on Titan last year. Uh, still no word on Dragon Ball Super, but, uh, <laughs> we got, we got One Punch Man, we got Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron Blooded Orphans, yay! There you go. And, yeah, Toonami is acquiring anime. It's, it's a good thing for everyone else that isn't obsessed with this stuff to check out on Saturday nights. Yeah. And, uh, as they say, uh, we're all supporting the official release. And now we've got another big show, One Punch Man, that's getting a shot on Saturday nights. Uh, I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, I, of course I do as well. I, I love One Punch Man. I think it's probably one of the funniest comics I've ever read. I, I really enjoyed the anime. I thought it was really fun. That, um, it was a show that did more than enough with all of the other surrounding characters to make Saitama not totally have to carry the show by himself. And even so, Saitama himself as a character was pretty cool. Because yeah. you assume, uh, you assume he's going to be kind of this milk toast anime protagonist. And then he's not, which was pretty cool. No, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of ranting about this on Twitter the other day that um, I feel like people don't give Saitama enough credit because I, m- most of like the, I want to say a majority of the people I see talk about One Punch Man are usually the people who are like, who would win in a fight, Goku or Saitama, or who would win in a fight, Saitama or Superman, when people obviously forget that Saitama is written to win and he's going to win no matter what. And that's kind of the point of his character. Unless he faces John Cena. Yeah. I, you know what? I I'd say that, um, I'd say he'd at least be tied. Maybe I'm sure John Cena could give him a run for his money. I I'm, I would say it'd be, as they say in the fighting game world, it'd be a five, five matchup. I think Saitama and John Cena. Um, yeah, like, I'm 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 glad this is getting a run on Toonami. I am going to be watching this week to week, um, along with um, I actually still need to catch up on the Hunter Hunter dub and Iron Blooded Orphans. I I I have not watched a single episode. It's okay. It's only on episode three. It's cool. Mm. I J- see. Jack Jack has said that uh, he's going to be watching it too because we're doing our our show exchange. I'm watching Gravity Falls. Okay. And Jack is watching uh, a Gundam show, so we're, it's it's our exchange. I and, I'd uh, say that's I'd say that's a pretty fair trade. But here, David, I I, I want you to I want you to give me a pitch real quick. So I th- this is my experience with Gundam. I have watched about six episodes of G Gundam. Like okay, it was a little while ago. I dropped uh-huh. it just because I I wasn't too into it. But I'm I'm thinking about picking that back up at some point. Okay. Um, because my, my tastes since then have kind of changed, obviously. But um, and then I'm at this point, I think I'm pretty much halfway through Gundam Wing, and I am very much enjoying the dub for that one uh, for mm. what it is. Sure, um, sure. That's so like one of the most important dubs of of anime history, absolutely. Very much so, um, especially for uh, General Septum. Huh. Um. So. So with my with my background in Gundam in mind, would you say that Iron Blooded Orphans is, I guess, a worth it or b, you know, like how do you? I don't know. I'm afraid. I don't know how much how much of the Gundam, I guess, franchise universe would I have to be familiar with to enjoy Iron Blooded Orphans? I guess is my question. Well, that's the great thing about a lot of the Gundam franchise is that a lot of the series are standalone. Okay. Uh, 
Gundam Wing is standalone except for the the OVA that finished the story. Iron Blooded yes. Orphans is standalone. It is a, it is a standalone 26 episode anime. Mm-hmm. Um if you liked Gundam Wing, you'll probably appreciate the premise of young soldiers and the military and corruption and there being a, a powerful female character, you'll appreciate all of those things because one, Kudelia in Iron Blooded Orphans is a, a lot more personable than Relina Peacecraft. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say, um, in some ways, the main character of Iron Blooded Orphans, uh, Hinaz, uh, not Hinazuki, Mikazuki, um, is pretty comparable to Hiro Yui. In some ways, um, he, he does, he does have a little bit more humanity to him than Hiro early on. But Mm. uh, I think that if you give Iron Blooded Orphans a chance and, and it is dubbed, I think that going, if you have an understanding of what Gundam is and what it represents and that it is more than just giant robots, in that there is a story to tell. There is a beginning, a middle, and an end, uh, except for the next season, which starts in the fall. Uh, I think you'll appreciate it. Uh, there is a story. There are characters that you're going to care about. There are a lot of the things that you probably saw in Gundam Wing that you'll recognize. Uh, and there's some action. There, There is some good anime mech action. The animation is really good for a weekly TV show. Uh, I say the only thing is it might be a little too gray and brown. Uh, uh, it is not a, it is not a grim dark show by any means. It's just, it's, but, but, but things get pretty real. Yes. Um, and it is also militaristic. Um, I it's, see. That's, that's a lot of Gundam. It's, it's militaristic. You see war. Uh, I will say to this day, the Gundam franchise to this day is still the only anime franchise ever that has portrayed war accurately. And it's not something that will totally rip your heart out, but you're going to be locked in and say, oh, shit, it's it's going down. And well, well overall, here, I, I think it's great. Well, well quick, quick rebuttal on your comment about uh, Gundam being the only anime franchise to, to, to depict war accurately. Um, what about FMA? Uh, uh, I, I would say to a point. I think Full Metal Alchemist... Uh, is better at showing more of the old war, kind of okay. like pre World War One. I, I, I think okay. I think Mobile Suit Gundam uh, does things more like post Cold War uh, and uh-huh. Iraq War uh, and okay. post Vietnam. But I definitely see where you're coming from. Okay, yeah, that that's just kind of popping in my mind. Like, wait, what about this show? Um, it it, it would no, be more yeah. of a modern world, ancient world, but yeah, that, I get that, what you're that makes more sense. Yeah, I I didn't think about it that way, but uh, um, so you said it's very early into its run on Toonami, then? Yeah, it's only on episode three. So okay, yeah, then you, then, uh, then yeah. uh, why the hell not? I'll 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 probably give it a chance. It's so early, I I kind of I kind of need more stuff to watch on TV these days anyway, because. I honestly haven't. I, I think we. I, I don't know. I, we might have talked about this the last time I was on the show, but I really haven't been keeping up with Toonami uh, for like the. Well, I haven't been watching Toonami for like the past year. It feels like I think just because uh, a lot of the shows they had been airing on Toonami before now have been like you know stuff I've already watched or just stuff I don't care about. So right, you know, and with that, that's for us. You know, the, the people that love anime. Yeah. Uh, in, in the case of Toonami, it's for people that like anime or just want something to watch on Saturday nights. It's it's uh, for the I, it's it's for the filthy casuals. <laughs> right. Uh the, the filthy casuals that aren't out partying on Saturday nights or yeah. drunk at anime conventions like like some people. Yeah. Um but, uh, I, I will I will say that 
give Iron Blood and Orphans a chance and let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. And okay. uh, now, now you'll have One Punch Man to watch as well. Yeah, so so that makes Iron Blooded Orphans, One Punch Man, and Hunter Hunter. So that's three shows. Mm-hmm. There you go. Thank that, you, Tommy. That's, that that's a pretty good lineup, I'd yeah. say. And I th- I think One Piece is still going. I think. I think. No, yeah, one yeah, One Piece is still on there. So yeah, that's that's like having a lineup that's almost as good as it was back in the day. That's that's four strong shows right there. Now, now, if only we could get JoJo's on there. If they, if Toonami ever got JoJo's, yeah. that's totally something I would watch week to week too. That's another drink, everybody. <laughs> uh, I will say, I would not be surprised if not by the end of 2016, then early 2017, uh, you, I would not be surprised if JoJo's Bizarre Adventure makes it on Toonami. I feel I, like it's it's got enough of a buzz, it's got enough of a, a fan following that somebody at Adult Swim is probably going to be like, you know what, let's give this a shot. I, I know Jason DeMarco at one point was like, yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is like one of the most requested shows to be put on Toonami along with like, I think Yu Yu Hakusho and Sailor Moon? I believe the, those. that's what <laughs> some, those were. Some things never change. Yeah, I mean, Yu Yu Hakusho is pretty good. Uh, uh, I meant Sailor Moon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's an old staple. S- Sailor Moon still got a lot of power behind it. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think from what Viz revealed at um, Anime Expo, which, you know, that was a thing that happened, um, I believe they got the Blu-ray rights to um, to the first season um, I, th- I think because Warner Brothers still has the DVD rights, unfortunately. Um, but Viz is like, no, we're gonna, we're gonna release the blue, you know, the Blu-rays at least. And I thought I heard somewhere that it was implied that they were maybe gonna redub it. I kind of hope Ooh. they do because the, the dub that Warner Brothers gave it, I, from, I mean, uh, granted, I didn't watch the whole series. I watched basically the equivalent of part one Phantom Blood, which is like the first nine episodes, but it still makes like the first story arc. I thought the dubbing in that was okay. Um, Johnny, Young, Johnny Young Bosch, um, uh, as Jonathan Joestar, I thought was great. Um, but he was kind of the one standout. I mean, I don't know how people are going to take this, but. I don't know. Patrick Seitz as Dio, I think, is only okay. But then again, like, it's really hard to follow up on a performance such as Takahiro Koyasu, you know, the original Dio. I've uh, always been a big fan of Patrick Seitz. I, I really love his voice. Like him, Richard Epcar, and Jameson Price. Those are, like, my three dudes when it comes to, to dubbing. So, uh, oh, they're, they're I would, all great. I, I would definitely watch a show knowing he's a main character well well hey david richard epcard does uh he is voicing older joseph joestar that's what i heard that is what i heard so yeah like i I am intrigued him they they kept him from like the test dub of part three like two years ago at this point well Um, actually richard epcard he's the man actually same with patrick seitz too but but yeah point is i I, I, I hope we get a dub of JoJo soon. I, I know they're going to be dubbing part three and part four, definitely in particular, and they're going to be releasing those on Blu-ray too. So that's going to be cool. All right. Now we're going to let everybody pick themselves off the floor after all of those drinks. And, uh, <laughs> before we jump into the, the giant list of releases from Anime Expo and all of the news from Crunchyroll, uh, just for a minute, a uh, quick story uh, that came from Otaku USA. Uh, Colton, Bleach. Uh, Bleach is ending. Uh, for for I, I feel real like, this time? I, I feel like we've been talking about this for maybe like the last two years. But Bleach uh, is actually getting ready to end uh, with volume 74. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, I... I I don't know how you feel about Bleach, Colton, but oh boy, <laughs> it, it was almost immediately. It was just a no for me. It was just a no. I I can understand that Bleach. I even even when I used to like it, it I will say it 
like even the beginnings, I want to say like the first two arcs of Bleach, uh, there are some there are some good uh, parts and aspects to the first. I want to say hundred or so chapters of the manga at least, but like you know, it's it's just it's it's okay, it's okay. I mean, I know Bleach still has its fans, but I mean, I don't know. Like there was definitely a point where like. I I just kind of lost interest in it, and I thought, you know what, this is bullshit. I don't. This is stupid. <laughs> um, unfortunately, like that that realization kind of came for me a lot later in the game than it probably should have. Like, I think I literally dropped it around chapter four hundred and something. Oh wow! Like, yeah, I I dropped it like back in twenty ten, twenty eleven. Um, jeez, that was that was f- six years ago. <laughs> You want you want to know something else, David? Uh, how does jump. that feel? How does that feel for you, Colton? Uh, thinking about a show you dropped six years ago that is was, only now getting ready to come to its end. I was I was reading the manga back in high school. Wow. Um, you, you want to know what else is funny, David? Um, they the, the final arc of Bleach uh, was announced back in 2011. Like that, that was this? that was what is this berserk? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, man, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on Bleach too much because again, it does have its fans. But sure. I, I mean, now, I don't know. I I guess Colton. Cool, I, I guess yes. Uh, let me ask you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Naruto recently ended. Bleach I is mean, about to yeah. end. Yeah. The, the original Naruto incarnation, not his son. Uh, we gotta ask the question, just how long, this is coming from Ota- from the site, from Otaku USA, uh-huh. just how much longer is One Piece going to go? I mean, you gotta think about it at this point, right? I mean, to be fair, like, they did introduce some, like, like, the end game is in sight for One Piece, it's it's over the horizon. You can see it. You can see it. You can see it over the mountain. I don't think that's an idiom. Um, but yeah, like you know, we we know that I like One Piece. Um, as most fans will know, like um, has had like the the author Oda has had an had an ending in mind for the longest time. So you know, like obviously one piece is going to end at some point and definitely with like the last year's worth of manga i think we can definitely say yeah it's gonna be coming to an end but i mean like it's still gonna take a while there's still a lot to take care of um follow-up question yes how long (coughs) do you think my hero academia will go uh the anime just premiered this year 2016 Yes. How, how many years do you think it will go? Oh, that's a that's a tough question because like a lot of big stuff has happened recently in the manga, like like actual status quo changing kind of stuff. Like a lot of the stuff, David. That have have you finished My Hero Academia the first season at least? Not yet, not yet. I'm I'm getting through it though. What I'm was what was? It. Do you remember what happened the last time you watched it? Uh no, <clears throat> that's unfortunate. Um, there, there's lot going be, on in my life. I mean, I mean, that's 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 fair, but um, I will say, like, see, I I can't I can't say for sure because I actually I actually dropped the anime Mo- only only because it was just a lot of the same story, and I already read the manga, so my hero academia I just didn't really feel like watching weekly. I'll just binge it whenever I can, but. There, there is some stuff that happens near the end of the first season that is, that has been addressed in the manga. And like I said earlier, the status quo has changed because of it. Um, so, man, like, I don't know, cause I feel like the story of academia and what it's trying to do is so broad that I don't know, like, I feel like Academia could go on for probably 10 years at least. I don't see it going any longer than maybe 400, 500 chapters at most. Ugh. But I mean, honestly, like, I, you never know. It, it could end well before that. Like, usually the mo- more popular 
Shonen Jump stuff tends to last for at least, like, anywhere between six to eight years. Yeah, well. I hey, well, good hey, they- I mean, hey, David, you, you got into it early. You you got into it when, when the anime was just starting, so be happy. I, I am. I am. And, and it's good that people will have something to, to grow up with, like people had Naruto and Bleach to grow up with. Um, and, you know, another thing in the anime world that has grown up a lot over the years, Colton, is Crunchyroll. Oh, yeah. Seriously. I, th- I think remember, they were... Remember when Crunchyroll was, like, the the secret site that you didn't want the industry to find out about? Remember those days? I actually... Funny thing, I actually do think I remember... When I was first, like, when I was first watching the Naruto anime, like, in Japanese, like, around the time I started finding out when anime, what actually, what anime actually was, keep in mind this was back in what 2007. What is anime? Anime I is. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but I didn't know what anime was until about 2007. I mm. was in, um, I was in middle school. I was in seventh grade at that time. Um, and I think I did actually try to watch some Naruto on Crunchyroll at that point, but then I think I moved on to another site because I don't think I don't know for whatever reason. But yeah, I remember Crunchyroll being uh, being uh, not legal. Re- remember Crunchyroll essentially being the the uh, the kiss anime of its day. That's what it was. Essentially, and, yeah, yeah, and and now. Uh, Coming out of Anime Expo in Los Angeles, Crunchyroll is making the biggest step of all and is moving into the video distribution market, releasing Blu-rays and DVDs, including swiping from Amazon Prime, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Uh, they, they are going to be producing the English dub, making merchandise and doing the whole thing with Blu-ray and DVDs, and also producing dubs for, get this list, Colton. Uh-huh. Berz- Berserk. Big Order. Twin Star Exorcist. Free! They got free, Colton. That's that's money right there. Yeah, yeah there you go. Myriad Colors, Phantom World, Yamanakun, uh-huh. and the Seven Witches, and last, but certainly not least, Colton Solom. Uh-huh. Uh- a little show called Gintama. I am, I am, uh, I'm very happy Colt, about this. Colton, oh boy, you did it. You, you did it. You made it happen. Your, your show is, is hitting the big time. How are you feeling, buddy? How are you feeling? Um, man, I, I really wish, I really wish you got me on the day that this news hit. Like, I was, I was on my phone for at least like two hours, kind of like watching everybody's reaction to the news. It was, it was pretty great. Um, man, like I'm definitely, I've, I have definitely come down from that high since then, but I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not excited for this. Um, I'm going to be double dipping on this. I am buying both DVDs and Blu-rays for this and no one's going to stop me. Way to support the official release, Colton. Good for you. I mean, I've, I've been a pr- I mean, you know, through life lessons, I mean, albeit, you know, we mostly advocate for the manga, which don't even get me started if that comes back. I mean, actually, I, I was, I think I, I've been talking about this kind of thing with some people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping maybe the, I'm hoping maybe the better, these dvds for gintama sell that maybe viz will finally pay attention and be like oh huh gintama actually makes money for once maybe we should bring that back i don't know if that'll i don't know if that'll happen because it's still a bit of a long shot but i'm hoping i'm hoping something comes out of that because of this it, it might be a long shot but you know what else was a long shot what was Gintama getting a Blu-ray and DVD release. Yeah. And not only and that, being being produced by Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll! Yeah. I mean... It's... 
I used to um I used to kind of imagine a world where like maybe Funimation produces a dub for Gintama and thinking uh, uh well then again sometimes Funimation's dubs take a few too many liberties and all that kind of stuff you know if anyone remembers the uh the Gamergate creeps line from the uh prison school broadcast dub that 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 was a thing that happened. Um, uh, yeah, it was. But but I mean, I I think I I think I believe in Crunchyroll enough that I think they probably they probably understand Gintama enough to where I I think I can trust that they're gonna make a good dub out of this. Also, I mean, Colton, if if you are not allowed to disclose whether you are a consultant on this or not, I completely <laughs> understand. I God, David, I wish. Do you, do you know how much I would I would love to be like a fly in the room, you know, watching watching the process of of something like Gintama being dubbed. Something I am kind of worried about though is because is that Gintama is very uh very reference heavy, makes a lot of uh cultural references, makes a lot of very obscure references to a lot of different cultural stuff too. They, I, I remember actually one of my least favorite episodes of Gintama just because I didn't get a lot of the references. There was an episode where they spent pretty much like ninety percent of the episode making fun of a making fun of a band called Bees, which are essentially like the Aerosmith of Japan. They're a pretty rocking group. Um, not a bad band. Not uh, they make some pretty good music. But this this kind of reminds me uh, of a show. That was put out in the mid 2000s by the late great ADV Films. Uh, uh-huh. This was a show that uh, I bonded with a lady friend that I dated for a little bit over a year with. Uh, Jack and I talked about this on a previous episode, and that was Super Milk Chan. Uh, that had uh, a little Adult Swim run in its own right. I remember, uh, but there were yeah. there were two completely different dubs. Huh. One was a dub that was for the Adult Swim audience. And then there was the dub that ADV did where it was part Japanese references intact and part ADV films recording studio improv where they made the decision that, yeah, this is absolutely impossible. So we're just going to have Monica Rial and friends doing improv comedy in between episodes. Uh, I imagine it won't go that far because it's just a different age. Uh, a, a lot of yeah. anime consumers are, are more in tune with what's happening in Japan pop culture wise. Yeah. So I, I think that might not be something you have to worry about as much. Yeah. And plus with Gintama, Gintama's kind of weird because it is a comedy, but like it does have a story to tell, albeit whatever it wants to, but like, Gintama does have its own continuity um that you know it it how do I say this it um it contributes enough to the story like there are some parts of the show where like uh they'll, they'll give out the, like the, the show has foreshadowed things within jokes like it's it's kind of weird um I mean Again, I I am kind of worried about super specific cultural episodes. Like there's an episode where uh there's an there's an episode where uh the the people of uh of Edo Japan are infected by a disease where basically they grow unibrows and like they become like zombies or something. And it's all a giant reference to um to a very long running manga in Shonen Jump. You know, you want to talk about how how long Bleach is, how long One Piece is. David, have you ever heard of Kochikame? I've heard the name. It, Kochikame is essentially a gag manga that still runs and jump to this day about a um, about a corrupted policeman named uh, Ryotsu who's basically always trying to make a quick buck. Um, th- you want to know how long that's been running? Uh, Kochikame been running since 1976 and is still going today. With no breaks. That is four decades. Yes. Forty years. Indeed. Even I'm yeah. not that even I'm not that old. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, there are episodes like that that I'm wondering how they're gonna handle that kind of thing, but 
again, I, I trust Crunchyroll enough. I think they under like out of anyone who could, you know, dub the show, I feel like Crunchyroll probably, you know, understands it the best. Um, I think they will probably give us better dub than uh, than Sentai Filmworks did when they tried to release the first movie. Oh my god, David, that dub is so horrible. I hate it so much. It's mm. but it's so quotable too. It's great. Let me ask you this, Colton. Uh, just back to, to Crunchyroll for a second. Uh, like we said, Crunchyroll was originally a website where we all got our J-drama and our anime fix through not-so-legal methods. Yep. Until Crunchyroll went legit. Do you think that nowadays that there are some sites out there that see the Crunchyroll model and say to themselves, huh, maybe we could get in on this action? Do, do you think that's a possibility? See, it's funny that you bring that up because I, I heard rumblings on the internet today that like Kiss Anime is trying to start up their own premium service or some shit. Hmm. I, I didn't get a chance to, like, look too much further into it because I found out about it, like, minutes before we were recording, before we started recording. But I heard that somewhere. I'm hoping that's not true. Uh, if it is, my question, of course, the same question as everyone else, is that if they are starting a premium service of some kind, uh, where the money going? Yeah, exactly. Because we, we all we all want to hashtag support the industry. And we all want to support the official release. So, yeah. Where, where's the money going? Yeah, it ain't going to Japan, I can tell you that. No. Yeah, so, foo, that's... Maybe, if maybe, that, they if, can, maybe they can spend some money on getting a better ad network. <laughs> yeah. Or, or maybe they can use all that money to, uh, to, to pay off all their fines in court Jeez. when they eventually probably get sued. Hello, Mega Upload. Do, yeah, I, do, I remember do, those days. I was gonna say, do you even remember Mega Upload? No, Colton? I used to, I, I used I used to use Mega Upload. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> you know, I actually read that um, just yesterday. The guy's actually bringing Mega Upload back. He's gonna try and bring it back. Oh boy, because he's in Australia, and I guess he's he's ducking the law. Oh boy. Well, I guess more power to you, guy. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I please support the official release, please, please. But uh, actually, I was gonna say, I kind of wish if anyone were gonna adopt the Crunchyroll model, I really wish it were Funimation. I really wish it was because I just I we've probably talked about this before, but every time every time I use their site, every time I try to stream something. I always run into some kind of problem, whether the the video player doesn't want to work or like, or th their site just kind of like crashes, or I have a problem with like you're not subtitles. The only, yeah. You're not the only person I hear talk about this with Funimation. Um, me, I just don't go there because a lot of their anime acquisitions just don't interest me very much. Yeah, me neither at all. Like they always seem to just grab like. The, the stuff that will just uh, that'll appeal to a more I don't know what you want to call it mainstream quote unquote anime audience if you want to call it that eh, I guess like like, like, sure. like you know you you know what I mean like stuff that looks like anime yeah 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 or like, or like, stuff that or stuff that for the lack of a better term will get a lot of fan fanboy and fan girls going yeah yeah all that yeah Funimation do, like every season I find them not picking up a lot of stuff I actually want to watch the one thing they did pick up that I did want to watch was a show called um, uh, the, the, what is it The Disastrous Life of Psyche Kusuo which is it's basically it's a it's actually an anime being directed by the same person behind Cromartie High School mm. it's uh, it's also a comedy anime and it's it's very like One Punch Man in a way where it's about it's about a very lackadaisical uh, main protagonist who is very overpowered, but just doesn't really give a shit about much of anything. And they they also have Planetarian, which everyone is telling oh, me do I they? will really, really like. So mm. I will be checking that out probably very shortly, very soon. Mm. Uh, but Colton, I, I'm I'm really happy for you. 
that Gintama is getting this big release. Oh yeah, we were uh, talking I, about Gintama, that's right. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's got to feel good knowing that and, and I can relate to this in a lot of ways cuz a couple of years ago in, in the Gundam community, uh-huh. It was just a long-standing understanding that Turn A Gundam would never be released in in the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, until a few years ago at New York Comic Con, when Sunrise was finally like, "Oh yeah, tur- you know what, guys? Yes, we're we're gonna release Turn A Gundam. Here, here you go. We we know you guys have been downloading it. We know it's it's one of the most important Gundam shows ever. Yes, we're 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 totally gonna release Turn A Gundam. And it was like, oh my god, they're doing <laughs> it. They're releasing Turn A Gundam. Life is wonderful." Yeah, and I mean, like, 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 Turn A Gundam. Let alone, like, a lot of the Gundam franchise. I know, I know, a, a lot of it for for a while kind of left, kind of went, you know, um, unlicensed and whatnot. Because Bandai ha- had issues. Bandai was being a jerk for a while. Yeah, and then but, like anime fans and and me and the Gundam army were like, yo. Uh, Gundam build fighters and all of that stuff. You can see this stuff still draws. Give us some Gundam. Okay. Come on. Yeah. So I, I, I can see what you mean there. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I can say the same thing about me in the Gintama community. Cause usually the Gintama community will be like, Hey, maybe we, I, I, I kind of want to see this officially in English. Uh, but that ship's kind of set sailed. So. I, I I remember when when the when the Crunchyroll news dropped, people were kind of like, "Oh shit, that happened." Okay, we did it, guys. I guess we did it somehow. <laughs> yes, you did it. You did the thing. It happened. You, you celebrate. That's a win. That is a win. Uh, yeah. Now, but, yeah, I I can't describe how happy I am to finally be able to own the show. I mean, I could have probably owned it through Sentai Filmworks because they did technically bring out the first season, but like. It was a sub-only release, and, like, you know, if I want to watch Kintama, I can just watch it on Crunchyroll. <laughs> so I didn't really feel the need to own it. But now, with it, you know, getting an English dub, that that gives me an extra incentive, because I want to know how this dub will turn out. How do you feel about the possibility of Gintama being on Toonami? Oh, Jesus. Um, one miracle at a time, David. Y- you would be... You would be the voice of Gintama to the entire anime world, Colton. The entire world. Well, hey, I mean, you know, I, I have help from other people, too. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how well Gintama would mesh with a, with a Toonami audience, of all things. Because Gintama takes, Gintama takes a while. It takes a while for most people to really appreciate the show, because, like, the first... I'm told it, it takes a while to get serious. That's what I've been told. It it does. And even and even when it does get serious, you know, if... Like, this show is dependent on how much you like the characters. If you do not like the characters and you do not give a shit about them, a lot of the action is very meaningless. And and that's, that's why people like the more action-y, fighty stuff. You know, for lack of a better word. <laughs> sure. Well, Colton, I'm glad you will have your Gintama Blu-ray and DVD. I will be buying the Cabinary DVD, and everyone else can have their DVD of free, because you know that's gonna... that That is a license to print money, so g- good on you, Crunchyroll, for getting that one. Good on oh, you. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, And, yeah, we've all got something to look forward to, to please support the official release. And... Guys, the anime industry's not dead, and that that's that's okay with me. How about that, you, Colton? That, uh that that is a very good thing, yes. Um and hey, the manga industry's not doing too bad either. And I, I hear we can we can hear you talking about things in the manga industry, Colton. Well, why don't you tell us where we can hear and what we can hear? David, this is you're you are such a good podcaster, David. I wish I had the transitions I that you have. Um but no, uh, yep, we, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, I do a podcast on allcomic.com called the Manga Mavericks podcast. I record with my, with my good friend Sid every two weeks about the manga industry, you know, and whatever we're uh, reading at the time and whatnot. And you could find that at allcomic.com. 
Every, that every is allcomic.com, and it's in iTunes and all of those places as well? Yes, yes, it's on iTunes, and it's usually released every other week on a Wednesday. Some Sometimes it's a little late just due to, you know, uh, sometimes hey. I... You know, editing stuff happens sure yeah i hear you yeah uh, a lot, lot a lot of cooks in the kitchen on that one actually true true yeah uh i believe you've got a uh, another another manga thing that you've been doing for quite a while as well uh do i i i think you do last i heard oh well i mean it, well here cut here i mean if you're talking about manga podcasting i'm actually not ready to reveal that yet is the thing Okay. All right. Well, then we'll cut that out. Uh, yeah. Then, in that case, Colton, uh, tell us where we can follow you online on the interwebs. Well, I'm sorry. Actually, first off, David, um, I do want to mention Life Lessons in Gintama Manga Cast real quick because since we yeah. were talking Gintama, uh, you know, if you're a fan of Gintama and you know you like listening to me somehow, or hey, even if you're not a fan of Gintama at all, and you you know you want something to kind of ease you in, um, though. You know, warning, the first couple of episodes aren't very good. But, you know, who, who's whose first couple of episodes of a podcast are, you know? The the <laughs> podcast gets serious about 12 episodes in. That's when it gets serious, right? Uh, I'd say so, yeah. You know, but, you know, essentially, if you want to hear me talk about Gintama, you can go visit Life Lessons, the Gintama manga cast at gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. And, you know, if you want to find me on the internet in general, you can find me on Twitter. I pretty much live there at SniperKing323. That's S and I. P-E-R-K-I-N-G-323. Um, I tweet a lot, so go ahead and follow me. I tweet a lot of things. All right, Colton. Thank you so much for joining me on The APOS, the anime podcast of some sort. Uh, let's all go support the official release. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, you can subscribe to this and all the other Delta Juliet Mike podcasts in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. If you can't find them by name... Search for my name, David Majors. And hey, if you like what we've got going on at Delta Juliet Mike Media, no pressure, no biggie. Delta, Patreon.com slash Delta Juliet Mike. But what I really would hope you guys do is to subscribe in iTunes and, you know, drop that old five star down on us. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, Colton, thanks again for joining us. Thank y'all for listening. And we will talk to you next time.